Welcome to Hello Health Today, where health is a leadership strategy. I'm Dr. Carmen Mohan. We're coming up on that time of year where everyone starts dropping out of their gym membership and dropping back into their old habits. Studies show that by February the 15th, 80% of us have given up on our New Year's resolutions. Meanwhile, the vast majority of us gained a pound or two over the holidays, and if we don't get them off now, those extra pounds just hang around. We'll get to the end of this fresh new decade weighing 10 to 20 pounds more. I promised this season would be about Zen and the art of weight maintenance, and I'm going to do my best to make the topic more sexy. I don't think I've done a good enough job of convincing you that weight maintenance is its own set of health skills. I became cognizant of this last week in clinic with a patient of mine who has been successful at losing more than 30 pounds so far in our weight loss program. She looks terrific and has so much to be proud of. But instead of wanting to celebrate, she looked defeated. She said, I can lose weight, sure. I just can't keep it off. She went on to recount many prior weight loss attempts over the course of her life that should be considered successes. She'd lost nearly 70 pounds at one point, but after she had reached her goal and stopped her diet, the weight just piled back on. We hear about those yo-yo diets, and we think of them as poor. We really miss the mark when we do this. We shouldn't be blaming the diet or the person. What's missing here in the story is that weight maintenance is its own set of skills. You know how I'm always suggesting courses that should have been offered back when we were in school? Well, the course I always wanted to teach is a course called Biology for Non-Majors. I hope you'll humor me as I don my academic hat. One of the reasons being able to keep your body weight the same is its own kind of skill is that the default setting as we age is weight gain. More than that, for us women, keeping our body mass composition the same is another amazing feat. Body mass composition is the percentage of lean muscle mass, peripheral body fat, visceral body fat, and water. We're mostly made of water. Peripheral body fat is the next largest portion, so that's the kind of fat we can feel just beneath our skin. If we're healthy, we have a good portion of lean muscle mass, at least 25% or more. And finally, we want visceral body fat, the fat surrounding our internal organs like the heart and the gut, to comprise the least amount. Visceral body fat is bad news because people with bodies that have more than about 9% of it tend to die of preventable causes. And by that, I mean strokes and heart attacks. During our 40s, we begin to lose lean muscle mass to the tune of about half a pound a year. So when we put the two things together, the natural course of events, if we're not paying attention, is to both gain weight bit by bit, even as we gradually lose muscle mass. So if you're envisioning yourself becoming doughy like a marshmallow right now, you've got the general gist of the idea. The thing is that we don't become marshmallows overnight. We do it over 10 years or more. The marshmallow effect is at play whether we want it to be or not. The only way to fight against it is to become a lot more zen. You become zen when you start paying attention right now to the leading indicators of health. And to remind you, within the Hello Health system, the leading indicators of health are restorative sleep, aerobic exercise, strength training, eating plants, 8,000 steps per day, and relationship building. Quite simple. 
so simple that it's easy to believe that you're doing enough to protect your health. Don't be fooled by your mindset. Having a mindset for health is not the same as having healthy habits that enable you to maintain your body weight and healthy body composition. Here are some examples of health mindsets, and maybe one of them resonates with you. I believe in the power of sleep. Sleep is the one thing I do do. Eating a high-quality diet is important. Movement offers unique health benefits. You gotta move. Strength training is good for bone health. A training plan helps prevent injury. I invest in my relationships with the important people in my life. These are the kinds of mindsets we want you to cultivate at Hello Health. But that's just one part of the puzzle. If you have a mindset for health without the habits that align with that mindset, just like my patient, you will end up frustrated by your results or lack thereof. It's not enough to believe in the value of health. As my executive coach once told me, quote, hope is not a strategy. You have to take time to prove to yourself that you are taking action to protect health. You have to be paying attention and you need ways to remind yourself to keep paying attention. This doesn't sound so hard, but it must be because here are the statistics. Half of all American women are sleep deprived. Only one in four strength trains and the vast majority don't count their steps. Then glassy magazines sell hundreds of thousands of copies promising you the secrets to weight loss and then most of us haven't figured out how not to gain weight. Let me introduce you to a few of the obstacles that make weight maintenance so challenging. First, we have to talk about recall bias. We are all subject to a faulty memory that tells us what we want to believe. Scientists call this kind of error caused by positive self-regard recall bias. Recall bias is like a fog machine. It obscures our ability to see ourselves and interpret our actions correctly. Recall bias happens when we don't remember events or experiences accurately. The further away from the event we're trying to remember, the less accurate we can be. So said another way, because you have a health or even a fitness mindset, you believe yourself to be good. You don't remember well. Your memory is influenced by events, experiences, and your self-image. When we look in the mirror and we see ourselves through our mind's eye, we see a spiffed up version of ourselves. After all, we value health. We say, without your health, you don't have anything. You go about armed with your health mindset, believing you are getting enough sleep and exercise. You believe you are eating well, and you believe you are investing in good relationships. So at your annual checkup with your doctor, when you are asked about your health habits, your self-report reflects what you believe, rather than what actually happened. A decade later, you wonder where all the marshmallow dough came from, and you think that life is so unfair. Accepting the fact that we are all subject to recall bias is the first step to developing the skill set required for weight maintenance. Our brains need an objective way to test what we believe to be true about ourselves. One way to do this is to track your actual activity among the leading health indicators using objective measures like a step counter or daily self-reporting tools like a health journal. If this is new to you, I recommend tracking daily for about six weeks. Then you can change to a weekly measure. Get on the scale at least once a month and write down how you're doing. To help get a sense for body fat, measure your waist circumference too. If you don't know how to measure your waist, please 
take a look at my book, The Women's Guide to Health. I described how to do this on page 20, and I'll leave the link to the book website for you in the show notes. The next step is to know the health standards. For weight maintenance, you must meet standards in five out of six leading health indicators, and these are seven hours of consecutive sleep each night, a diet that consists mostly of plants and does not exceed your daily caloric needs, 20 minutes of strength training twice weekly, 8,000 steps per day, and 150 minutes of moderate intensity exercise like walking every week. To be clear, the fastest way to end up on a yo-yo diet is to cut calories and remain sleep-deprived. If you don't sleep, each pound of body weight you do lose will be mostly composed of muscle. Since lean muscle mass is the primary driver for your metabolism, sleep deprivation is an evil you must address head on. I've said this flippantly before, but I couldn't be more serious when I say, you can go run five miles or you can sleep an extra hour. Sleep will provide the greater health benefit. So when faced with a choice to either sleep or go exercise, please sleep. No one wants to believe in the power of sleep. Maybe it's because we're used to working hard for what we get. Maybe it's because we believe we have so much to do, we can't get it done without sacrificing sleep. Well, sometimes this kind of situation just can't be helped. But if you're the kind of person who has time for television, I just want to remind you that even if you meet all of the other health standards, if you shirk on sleep, you'll lose lean muscle mass and you'll gain weight. That's the conclusion of our short course on biology for non-majors today. Let's recap. Number one, keeping your body weight the same is called weight maintenance. The ability to maintain your body weight as you grow older is a skill. Number two, keeping your body mass composition the same as you age is a separate skill that aids body weight maintenance. Number three, the foundation of these skills is sleep. Sufficient sleep is required, not optional. Number four, because executive women tend to have high standards for ourselves, we often have health or fitness mindsets. Having the right mindset is not enough to engage in Zen and the art of weight maintenance. Number five, recall bias affects us all. No one is immune. To battle recall bias, we need to use objective ways to measure ourselves across five leading health indicators. These objective measurements help keep our attention focused on the most important ways we protect our health. Finally, number six, to keep our bodies healthy, we need seven hours of consecutive sleep each night, a diet that consists mostly of plants and does not exceed daily caloric needs, 20 minutes of strength training twice weekly, 8,000 steps per day, and 150 minutes of moderate intensity exercise like walking every week. Don't make it more complicated than that. Adhering to these standards is hard enough. If you're ready to battle recall bias head-on and you'd like to use a health journal to help you pay attention, visit us at www.hellohealthtoday.com and take a look at our resources page. We recently updated our journal pages and we're happy to share them with you. Until next time, remember, today is good. Hi, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. 
Because I am a medical doctor, it's important for me to tell you that nothing I say here in this podcast can substitute for your doctor's advice. My lawyers make me say the same thing this way. The contents of this podcast are neither intended nor implied to be relied on for medical diagnosis, care, or treatment concerning any individual. Under no circumstances does this podcast create a physician-patient relationship, nor does it constitute engagement in the practice of medicine or the provision of any healthcare service to an individual patient. This podcast should not be used as a substitute for professional diagnosis and treatment. Consult a healthcare provider before making any healthcare decisions or to obtain guidance about any medical conditions. The producers of this podcast expressly disclaimed responsibility and shall have no liability for any damages, loss, injury, or liability whatsoever suffered as a result of reliance on the information contained in this podcast.